online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. BBC Radio 2. Russell Brand. That was a buzzcock. Something's gone wrong again. You're listening to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I'm here with Matt Morgan. All right, Matthew. Hello, Russell. You're in charge of those swishes, I suppose. Yes. Right? That makes the radio work. Yep. Trevor Locke's here as well. Hello, Trevor. Oh, good evening. What is it that you do here exactly? I don't know. I'm wearing very old-fashioned headphones this evening. Well, people... Trevor will expect that of you. To you, that is the height of technology. A man who lives essentially in the 50s. We've got a lovely show coming up for you, right? D aside from the music, there's going to be an item where we help you. That's called, what's it called? Cry for help, Cry isn't for it? Cry for help. Cry for help. Help! We've made a jingle for it, but I don't know if we like it. Let's have a listen to it. This is... Help! Right now. One of the reasons that I would query the use of that is because we got that cry for help jingle when last week a woman, I think she was called Kirsty, phoned up and she was having a crisis of confidence. She said, I've got no confidence. We made her feel a bit more confident. Now we've robbed her voice saying, help, and used it as a jingle. Did she give permission? I don't know if she gave permission she for didn't. her voice to be used as a she jingle. She did not give permission. Even if she did give permission, she's not confident enough to give consent <laughs> in that kind of area. She would have done it to win our approval. No, she's changed. There's, a, there's another one without her. Go on then, let's listen to that. That's cry for, for help. help. Cry help. for help. Help! Help! It's confusing. Sounds like Salvador Dali's migraine factory. So, like, uh, but what we are going to do is, uh, we'll have, like, we'll be helping you with your problems. If you've got any problems at all, send them in to us here on, oh, well, I don't know what the address is, but it's BBC Radio 2. You work it out for yourselves. <laughs> I can't, I cannot spoon feed people information through life constantly, can I? Well, I've uh, yeah, You can email us at russell.brand at bbc.co.uk. You can call 0500 288 291 or you can text us at 88. 291. We'll help you with literally any problem. One fella last week, Pete, he was having a problem dating an 18-year-old. In fact, she wasn't even 18. <laughs> she, was she, was, yeah. she was 28. He was so confused and perplexed by his life that he didn't even know how old the person he was going out with was. We helped him, didn't we? We found out her name, which he had forgotten, by phoning her up. Now those two are, even as we speak, out on a date. Now, he has asked us not to ring him, but we're going to. <laughs> so we'll find out how that date goes later. Also, coming in the studio for the last half hour will be man and comic Steve Merchant. That'd be nice, won't it? Yeah, Have brilliant. you met Steve Merchant, Matthew Morgan? Yes. Nice, isn't he? Yes. Long, tall. isn't he? Huge. Long, great, goggle-eyed loon. Trev, you, have you met Steve Merchant? I think so. I think he did uh, Cool Eddie's Secret Cabaret back in the late 90s. Well, that's what most people remember him for. <laughs> well, you think Steve Merchant, you think Cool Eddie's Cabaret back in the 90s. The Office, Extras, their numerous radio projects. He's on Six <laughs> Music Now, our uh, sister radio station, so we'll be plugging that later and talking to Steve Merchant about how he feels just going through life. Also, we'll phone up that lovable scamp. Why? It's Noel Gallagher, of course. Should we ring him up? Forget this time. We forgot last time. We always say we ring him up. We take Noel Gallagher for granted, and I think we need to have a look at ourselves because he's one of the greatest musicians in this country. I know. And we treat him like a boy. Why have you got a skull hanging around your neck? Because, Matthew, it's a little thing called style that I've been <laughs> awarded for by a little old mag called Gakia. They have awarded me for my style. So GQ if I wear would something, there be an inquiry after that. There will definitely. not be an inquiry. This, if anything, endorses my status. It's like a little medicine man. <laughs> the Ewoks have things like that around the neck. The Ewoks, Matthew, were snappy little dresses <laughs> to a man, especially w Wicket. I recall being one of them. Dapper little swine. You think the Ewoks are real, anyway, Matthew? Yeah, you I do. 
<laughs> there. He even admits it, quite frankly. Right, so... Why, uh, why did you say that? I don't know, I just felt like it. Like how you think that, that you look at the front of a car and you think that's that car's face. Everyone thinks that. No, just you. You, you look at a woman's boobs and think it's their sort of body eyes. That's the way you go through life, thinking things like that, whereas I... I tell you these things in private. <laughs> <laughs> the mics are on. The mics are on. <laughs> Watch what you're saying. Russell uh, used to play with Chewbacca as Team Wolf. Nothing wrong with that. I had a, che a Chewbacca Star Wars toy. I grew tired of the narrative of Star Wars. It was inhibiting storylines. <laughs> I just had to get that off my chest. Right, so I would sometimes pretend he was Teen Wolf. Now, if that makes me a criminal, well, you better lock me up and throw away the key, because I'll do it again, so as I would. And sometimes I used Han Solo as Indiana Jones there. No. I did, yes, yes, I did. And, all, and another time, just recently, I was wearing a waistcoat, and I looked like Han Solo when he's wearing that black and white outfit, and I looked at myself oh, really? and I felt pleased. Yeah, but that was one of the early figures, and he had th his legs went to a thin too, point. Too thin. Too, too thin. thin. Oh, what about when they had a lightsaber in the arm? This is going to alienate anyone who wasn't a child in the 80s, but, they, you know, they, the Star Wars figures had lightsabers concealed within the arm. Like it was an, very unsatisfying. Oh, Awful business. But, anyway, let's continue some of the hot topics we discussed on last week's old radio show, i.e. the execution of Saddam Hussein, which I believe we are against here on this show. We've come out against that execution quite strongly, vehemently, and in a manner that we can only describe as ill-researched. Here's an email from Smooches in Gahayat. That's a strange sound. What? Oh no, oh, Smooches is what she sends us. Smooches, right. as in kisses, I suppose. Mm -hmm. A smooch. Mm -hmm. But like a smooch, you almost imagine that smooch could be pluralised in itself. Like sheep or fish. A smooch. smooch. Fish. Yeah. That's smooch, baby. Ugh. You know, like, I'm not saying that it's a collective noun, Trev. I'm oh. saying that smooch could be pluralised. No one that... could have ever said that. What's that? that irony. No What's that? Give us a smooch. I, I smooched a girl last night. Yes, well, it's going quite well. We smooched for a bit and then I found out she was still married, so I was pretty brassed off. Right, this is uh, from... Inga Hayat, she goes, she, she's in New York, she goes, when I heard your thoughts on Saddam, like we said, like, we thought, we felt sorry for him, because he had, when he was found in that, oh, he had a long beard, and he'd been eating fun-sized Mars bars, we felt he was just having a lonely little party in a coffin, <laughs> right, we felt sorry for him, goes, uh, when I heard your thoughts on Saddam, I was happy to hear I wasn't alone, for some reason, I had a soft spot in my heart for him, perhaps it was because he looks like my dad, see attached photo in a shirt I got him in LA, let's have a look, well, he does look a bit like Saddam Hussein, but Aww. Saddam Hussein wearing a sort of a bikini printed on a nighty, if you can imagine that. Uh, then he goes, uh, maybe it's because he liked to eat Fruit Loops and eat feed the birds in jail. Yeah, Do you think, did he? That's true. He used to sit in jail eating Fruit Loops. He used to feed the birds through the bars. Oh no, what have we done? Mm. It's a, he was misunderstood. I think we've all got a bit carried away in the hoopla of it all and executed essentially an Arabian Father Christmas. <laughs> what have we done? What have we done? Now I know he'd done loads of things that are well out of order, but you know, it's not better We've said this him. before, no one's totally evil. No one's totally Hitler's evil. Hitler's dog would have thought Hitler was Hitler, nice. Hitler's dog Blondie. Isn't it worrying that I know the name of Hitler's dog? <laughs> there you go, deal with it. Didn't he experiment on his dog? Of course he didn't. He rode it around yes, a bit did. like he was General Custer. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He, he practiced what with mean, his suicide tablet on the dog. Oh, man. In the bunker. That's a rumour. In the film. Mind you, I was about to say, that's just a black in his name. But like, as if you need to create a rumour. <laughs> Oi, don't ruin Hitler's reputation. It's oh, true. you build someone up and knock him down. In the film Downfall, he goes, Blondie, come here. And, and then gives he gives the, a, yeah. the little tablet. The film Downfall is not a documentary, Matthew. It's true. Just because it's in German. That's what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. That's you an act of know. kindness, no, that, that was. That film Downfall... No, he was practicing on the The book. driving narrative of the film Downfall, a German film, was essentially 
don't blame the Germans for Hitler. It kept going yeah, like, know, it always yeah. had bits with Hitler going, what, the Germans don't like me? Well, screw those guys! Like <laughs> <laughs> that. Always sure, accent. Yeah, he, he was from the Bronx, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Hitler was just some punk. <laughs> he was a wise guy. A bully boy. Hey, you're a bully boy with your hair greased back. You're dressed like a trucker. Get out of town. <laughs> Uh, then it continues, this email. Those things weren't from the email, that was just us guys looking <laughs> around. Uh, and then it goes, anyway, it, I'm not sure, but it just made me sad to see him executed, continues Inga Hayek. Well, that's because of your humanity there, Inga. You've contacted your innate humanity there, your love for all living things. Anyway, I ended up getting in a fight with my ass of a boss. Wow, Ooh. that's a weird situation. <laughs> this is a woman, some kind of prostitute, dominated by her own bot bot. No, I think what it is is her boss is an ass. About, oh, but, you know, in a way, aren't we all governed? And it doesn't mean a physical fight, that's an American. Yeah, it? this is an American person talking, so let's take everything on a pinch of salt. Right, he got mad at me, then we got into a fight. Hey, cranky, blimey, it was a lift, it was an elevator, it was friendly fire. I got into a fight with my ass for boss about this very topic on Monday. I'm against any death penalty, and he is a Republican, thus wants everything to die immediately. That's a tough po policy, isn't it? Mm. Everything to die. Christ. So I suppose it's not a secret anymore, but now my boss will fear me, which he should, because I have a lot of dirt on him. A lot. Inga Hyatt, does she want this to be read out? It sounds like she's really compromised her position she's at work. plotting. Inga, do not plot against your boss in this way, although we do endorse your whacked out views on Saddam. Okay, later on, let's have a bit of a chat about that BNP ballerina. Let's talk about uh, David Beckham clearing off to America. Let's talk about... What? When did the show become news hmm? night? I don't know. <laughs> now. I think us guys have got to know more about the news. Also, we'll talk have about... you got these things written down? You yeah. have. Yeah, I have. What's yeah. going on? I've written down on this bit of paper, mate, so as we know what we're doing. My. I went oh. down the old Amherst today, see West Ham draw with Fulham. I've got some views on that. I'm aching to get off my chest. What's <laughs> your song? What? Very briefly. What happened? Your song. Well, I sort of distanced myself from the song because I found it embarrassing. So that it's not I happening. I've got embarrassed by it, Matt, because you're there. It's a very male, masculine. I, I tried to start a chant at Upton Park, for those of you that don't know this. I thought it would be nice if everyone at Upton Park sang Uptown Girl by Billy Joel, but changed it to Upton Park. We're the Amers. We're from Upton Park. This is the real problem. We're just a bunch of these same boys and stuff like that. Right now, this led me to become a figure of hate in <laughs> East London. No, it didn't. It didn't. People, you know, it was funny because a couple of weeks ago I was there and someone went, Oi Russell! Upton Park! Where the Amazon well, did sort of a little jig. You should have finished it. You should have seen it through and had it sung. Look, if I was going to do it, I'd have to print out song sheets, I'd have to distribute it. It would be like trying to start the Nationalist Socialist Party no, all over again, which I wasn't involved in. So like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you know, it's a lot of difficulty, to tell you the truth. Okay. Right, so, uh, right, let's, anyway, Noel Gallagher's on this program later, as long as we ring him and he answers. We're going to solve <laughs> your problems on that thing, cry for help. Don't, are you going to do that jingle again? No, I'm not. What are you dabbling with, I'm getting my fingers ready to press the song. What do you have to get ready for? I've got to a, a month's notice, like Stephen <laughs> Hawking. <laughs> do you want to pre-record it all? I'm not attacking Stephen Hawking. He's obviously a brilliant genius. He wouldn't care. <laughs> right, so uh, let, what are we going to have a listen to now? Oh, let's listen to Half Man, Half Biscuit, yeah? Okay. Let's listen to him. Then, right, but phone us about your problems and that. What's that number? 500 288 Phone us on that. Listen to Half Man, Half Biscuit. Ninety-nine percent of gargoyles look like Bob Tom. 
<laughs> months back, I came up with an idea of uh, testing the memory, mm. which I now decided against because like the whole class is going for it. <laughs> so I decided to uh, be a bit different from everyone else and, and maybe look at someone in the public eye. Phil, have you considered the practical implications of this bizarre experiment? You'd have to come not, and live around my house. Though. How old are you, Phil? I'm 18. Phil, you would not live... I live a very hectic lifestyle. I know. That's, you could just that's do it from Basically, I wanted to study someone in the public eye because I thought it'd be fascinating. Stop saying the public eye all the time. It makes me feel like <laughs> that beginning of James Bond bit when all the blood happens over him. <laughs> I, listen, Phil, you could judge and analyse me simply from these radio broadcasts, as I know Matt I could, Morgan suggested. but that wouldn't be as fun. What do you actually want from me, young man? <laughs> <laughs> I want... I don't know, I don't know basically, because I haven't <laughs> properly thought this out and planned it No, yet. you haven't. Basically, now, what I think is you're... On Monday. Mm, my feeling is, Phil, is you're on the precipice of manhood, and you're, you're not sure which way your sexuality's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> and you're hoping oh, I might God. give you a nudge into the homosexual direction. I think you're wrong. <laughs> right, well, I'm not going to be analysed by you if your basic standpoint <laughs> is that I'm wrong. I'm quintessentially wrong. Um, well, we'll, we'll discuss this later. Matt, do you think it's a good idea to let this young man, who seems forever to be on the brink of cracking up with laughter, judge my person? did AS psychology and had to do a case study. Who did you do it on? Well, we didn't do it on a person. I did it on how people hold folders. You did it on how people hold oh, folders? Yeah. What a waste of time! Women, That's our taxpayer money! Women hold money. folders up to their chest, men hold <laughs> folders down at their Why wouldn't they, the yeah. sexy devils? Where do men hold it? Down there, at their side. What an insight, that Sex is. mad. AS <laughs> level, and you got that much. AS level's half an A level, it's not worth bothering. He's bright as a button, young Matthew Morgan. If you want to know where to stick your folder, try Matt's bum. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, now Phil, if you want to judge old Russ, you're very welcome to, um, but what concerns me is that you might reach the conclusion that I'm a dangerous, psychopathic narcissist. No. And that might damage my career on digital TV. No, I wouldn't do anything to damage your career. Fair enough, then. You sound Send him a questionnaire. Russell will fill in a questionnaire. All right, then. Send us a questionnaire. You could be like Mengle to our <laughs> Reich. Um, no, Mengle is oh, an awful man. man. Right, we're, not gonna, we're having nothing to do with any of them. Let not, him move awful. in. What? Let him move in Phil for a week. he's not moving into my house, Trev. I don't move in for a week. I just want to, like, I don't know. What are you scared of? I Phil! <laughs> help! Oh, oh, yes, well done, Phil. Help. You did say help there, so now we are obliged to help a bit. Why don't you live with Trevor? No, 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 no. For a little no, while. No, no. Trevor's no. an interesting case, no. the way he carries on. Do you know he wears women's tights under his trousers? Silly. Why would anyone do that? <laughs> well, it's warm, isn't it? It's odd way to do an interview with you. Yeah, he does. What? You want to do an interview? An all right, interview. pop down next week, but don't be all weird, because otherwise up? it will upset us. You can come down next week and interview us before the radio show, but only if you dress as a schoolgirl from St Trinian's. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Dress how you will, young man. We're just trying our best to help people through life. That it, Phil, leave your details with young Claire Jones. She's there in the office, cold, impassive, indifferent, like the ancient rocks of Easter Island. So, and, uh, <laughs> I don't know, that's how to describe people. So, uh, yeah, Phil, thanks for your call. Cut old Phil off now, he's balmy. <laughs> but, like, do take his details. We'll help him if it's help that he requires. There, he seemed like a nice young man, didn't he, Matthew? Yes, but he won't be able to pass AS psychology. By then. judging just someone by off the wireless. Interviewing someone. Yeah. No, he won't. His that exam's doomed. And what worries me is when his exams will fail, what's going to happen next? He's going to blame all Russ. Yeah. <laughs> Why has he picked psychology as Why well? Why psychology? Yes. Exactly. Very fishy, the mm. whole business. All right, what are we going to have a little listen to now? Thin Lizzy. Let's have a little listen to Thin Lizzy. After Thin Lizzy, we'll talk more about your problems. Give us a call, 0500 288 291, or you can text us on 88291. Let us know what you think about that belly dance of BMP birds and the protest that they had there and all that sort of stuff. Oh, I love them. <laughs> 
Caffeine Lizzie, listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2. We're helping people with all their problems, and that's best we can. Just trying our hardest to get through life. Got some interesting emails. Last week, you may recall, if you listen to our show, that Trevor Locke was making some bizarre claims about a, uh, a dictator from Turkmenistan changing the days of the week to his name and stuff like that, and his kids' names, and meddling with the Gregorian calendar, which we all love so bloody much. I made no bizarre claims. You made bizarre claims, what Trevor. Claims it seems some of those claims have been undermined by a little thing we call truth come on then hey guys it says nick it, but he says peace nick so it says peace nick like how what they don't like in america <laughs> that dictator from turkmenistan that you fellas talked about last week died sad news indeed his name was saparat nyazov he did some wacky things like changing the word bread to his mother's name and telling kids to <laughs> chew on bones to keep their teeth healthy that's Hello, true sound of this guy that's true change the name bread to your mum's name nice why not have that it's freudian isn't it it's a bit mental oh mother pass the bread <laughs> oh your bread's gone all crumbly oh mum can i wear your bra yes you're right matt there's clear <laughs> freudian implications to the way that man carried on uh telling kids to chew on bones to keep their teeth healthy calcium Kelsey Yummy, more like it. Mmm, <laughs> then, and other things like that are available. He ordered an ice rink. He ordered an ice. Oh, no, I've ruined that a bit. <clears throat> Forget what I just said about ice rinks, right? And now listen again. He ordered an ice palace to be made, which sounds pretty sinister, but. What was it? An ice rink! Oh. So it's not sinister at all! That's from old Nick telling us stuff. When did he die then? Trev, it's very easy in life to point the finger and damn other people. Not so easy to take responsibility for your actions. Those are not my words, but the words of Dr. Martin Luther King, a man who you, Trevor, openly despise. <laughs> Dear Russell, Matt and Trevor, I'm afraid your favourite crazy dictator, the eccentric ruler of Turkmenistan, died of a heart attack on the 21st of December 2006. He's only just died. Right, Oh, right. we could have got over there. We could have teamed I was up. hoping, I was well, hoping. Well, hang on, he's died this week. No, last, last week, Matt. He says the date, 21st Christmas. of December. That's not now. You should right. know when things happen. If you weren't around, he just goes everywhere on his bike these days. He's lost touch with society. That's no, a good question. All the neighbours' kids call him the bicycle man. <laughs> <laughs> he's got no what? identity. I'd call him the coal man, the way he's dressed. Look what? at him, poor sod. Well, you dressed like my Coleman used to dress. Where do you have a coal man? You're our age. You didn't have a coal man. We had a Coleman back in the early 80s. We had Trevor, a Coleman. Trevor, you're not from upstairs, downstairs. You better get older yourself, young man. Supplied the whole village. It wasn't just us, obviously. What? Lies. What was his name? Mr. Yates. He had a cold truck. Right. We'll get the And he dressed like him. In fact, someone research like that him. and find out was about Yates's cold dispensers in the Northampton area. If there isn't one, we will have Trevor flogged. I thought his helper was a ghost because he was covered in cold. cold I don't hear any more of this, Trevor. Okay, I really, I'm not interested in your okay. silly, silly words. His name, by the way, was President for Life, Saparat Nyazarov. That's good, isn't it? He changed his name to Father for Life. <laughs> so immediately, that would plant in their head the idea. Say I changed my name to Ever So Good at Doing Radio Shows Brand. <laughs> you go, how good is Ever So Good at Doing Radio Shows Brand at Doing Radio Shows? Go, it's all right, someone's being unprofessional. <laughs> um, he banned, among other things, this guy, Turkmenistan fella. Stan, why do you keep saying Stein? It's really annoying know. me. Every time you say it, <laughs> what else? I pinch what else? my own hand. <laughs> Don't pinch your own hand, Matthew. You say Turkmenistan. I say Stein. Yeah. You say Stan. Hey. <laughs> Why not? Let's get on with it. Um, so, anyhow, this guy, Turkmenistan, he goes, is that right? No. It's the country, not the man. I don't know what's going on. Get on with it. He banned beards, he banned video games, he banned car radios, opera, ballet, dogs in the capital city, long hair on men, and makeup on television newsreaders. What a... 
bastard. Yeah, but th that was good when he said don't put wet makeup on because he said you're beautiful enough already. Was that what he said, Trev? That's what he said. Or was he wanting people to be exposed? No, he so wasn't. They didn't feel confident when no. they were doing the news. He said Turkmenistani women are the most beautiful women in the world, therefore why would they put makeup on? So why just the news readers? <laughs> yeah, why just news readers, Trev? What about prostitutes, eh? <laughs> Are they exempt from his bizarre rulings? Probably, but it probably wasn't a good enough soundbite. That's why he didn't get that information. You are a lovely prostitute, but take off the, your makeup and just feed me more bread. <laughs> I mean mother! Bread! I mean mother! I mean bread! <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you know what that means though, Russ? What, Trev? Some little country's got a vacancy going for a totalitarian <laughs> leader. Hello! Rasmenistein! <laughs> <laughs> it's a glorious new era for us all there. Um, do you know what I used to do? I used to, when I was taking LSD, which I don't recommend because it's bad for the old brain box, I used to watch the news and then when the weather forecast girl would come on, I'd think, if I concentrate really hard, I can ruin this weather forecast for her. <laughs> it wasn't just when you were on drugs. When I first knew you, I went round his house and he goes, oh, you have to sleep in my bed, so I had to lay there. What? And what? the weather came on, he goes, here, yeah, watch this. <laughs> this is so good. Cool. Be careful. No, it's completely not. Right. He's completely, he was completely straight. It wasn't, hang on. He wasn't on drugs at all. And he goes, I can make them make mistakes. And he laid there in bed, staring out the weather person, trying to make her make a mistake. And then she f slightly floundered. Ah, oh, I did it! Did you see? Like that. And I was thinking, oh dear. I'm asleep on the side of the bed near the door. <laughs> okay. Well, as if, as if it's your decision, make Matt sleep on inside of bed. Make Matt sleep on inside of bed. Do you yeah. still do that when you're I'm at not, home? I, no, yeah, a bit. Sometimes, yeah. Let's do it to Andrea Simmons tonight, who reads our news. Now she's our friend. We'll just get her to say. Don't it. try and change the subject a bit but away from know, the fact that you used to stare at the telly and try and make people make mistakes. I like doing that. It's not completely mad either, because the people in the CIA used to experiment with people. Like yeah, you. John Ronson, who came on our show in yeah. his book, said that they get goats to die. By staring right. at them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he found, yeah. no, people tried to, and it was complete rhubarb. It <laughs> <laughs> actually ever worked. What about that book we read before, you know, what, that's that, that, the holographic, uh, photographic... Uh, the holographic, holographic universe, universe, that everything's just a transient illusion and we shouldn't take life so seriously. Well, luckily I haven't been. <laughs> that's the news. <laughs> no, uh, news is important and there'll be some of that coming up later. Alright, so bear in mind about that. <laughs> but I'm responsible. I'm responsibility! So, um, let's, uh, let's tell you this thing right out of our brains. Alright, Russell, Trevor, Matt. Before you'd like to know that during the Brighton game on Saturday, West Ham v Brighton, that'll be, a few of us made an attempt at singing your Upton Park chant, says Ollie Moore. Could have gone better, but we'll keep trying. <laughs> that sounds to me like he's trying to protect my feelings, and it was a bloody disaster. <laughs> However, we have come up with a new chant for the newly appointed Boa Morta, similar to Rio Coca. Do, 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 it's Lewis Boa Morta. Do, 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 scoring is his forte. More, all right, so as long as you're pronouncing that Morte, then forte will rhyme. As long as the Upton Park crew can handle forte, we think it can be big. So, if you wouldn't mind giving it a little mention during the show, he can slowly grow around Upton Park. Ollie, I've done my best, but let me tell you, it could be very difficult to make those young men sing gay chants. That's all I'll say. Um, okay, so, uh, you can, oh, we've got someone on the phone. Let's talk to this human being. We can offer them the help in an item we like to call Cry for Help. It's Lionel. Hello, Lionel. Are you there? Hello, yes, I'm here. Lionel, you immediately, I can tell, you require help. Now, what's up? Well, I work in an office. Oh, terrible business. Ah, Secret Santa. Secret Santa. Yeah, you've got to spend a tenner right. on someone for Christmas. Right. And you pull their name out and a hat, yeah. and then... You've got to buy them a present for a tenner. Yeah. So that was all well and good. <laughs> and then Already it's confusing for me. <laughs> mm. who's, who'd you and get? Others. Who'd you get out of the hat? 
Well, I've got Pat. Oh, oh no, Pat, that greedy, oh. selfish bitch. <laughs> She'll never be happy. She'll never be happy because she's not happy on the inside. That's why you cannot please Pat. What's Pat happened? In the bin. She threw she's... your present in the bin. Pat. What in front of you? No, I found it in the bin. Oh, oh that's worse. That's worse. Lionel, why were you looking in the bin? <laughs> For scraps. Uh, For scraps in peace. It's an IT thing. That's what I do. What? Sorry, mate. It's an IT. I'm, an, I'm the IT manager. So You're out of your depth, Lionel, scooting around the bins. Yeah. Well, what did you give her? Well, what? it's a book. What was the book? It's, uh, I don't enjoy the title. Yes. I've got it. I've got it. I've got, got it. it back you picked it out of the bin. Well, good, because we'll give it to someone more grateful than this well, yeah, I can't absolute yeah, villain, I mean, You can designate a recipient. <laughs> All right, brilliant. I like you, the way you talk, mate. Does it make I recipient? Right up your Harris. This is the title. Right, go on, mate. How animals had sex. Right, now I'm beginning to see the problem <laughs> here, Lionel. All you've done is you've offended Pat <laughs> by offering a bit of animal pornography <laughs> as a Christmas gift. Cover, it says, from panda porn to snail love darts, a guide to the reproductive habits of creatures great and small. And that woman found issue with that. What kind of society I'm are we living in? I've it. Mm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Good, because it was Christmas. As a party game, you could match them up to quest employees. Right. What right. do you mean? What go? You're like a panda. You're like an elephant. Yeah, like a little Dave thing, in accounts is like I an have alligator. An idea there, I thought. And, uh, well, it's been rebuffed, hasn't it, Lionel? It must hurt. Anyway, I confronted him about it. I said, <coughs> "You like your present?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then what happened? Disgusting. She said it was disgusting. And she thought as she was retiring this year, I'd gone to more effort and bought something like a scarf. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, why don't you... I, I, I wouldn't have bought a scarf. No, go, she doesn't deserve a scarf, Lionel. You'll reach out the hand of friendship, although in that hand was filthy yeah. animal porn, and she is ungratefully tossed into a bin. This reminds me of the opening sequence of the cartoon Super Ted. Now, if you leave your details with uh, Claire Jones, the Easter Island statue of cold indifference, she will then get that bloody woman and will ring her up and confront her about her ingratitude live on air. Maybe she read the book. And then put it in the bin. Maybe she... I don't think she has, because I was looking for it. I don't know when the pages have been touched. You're a bloody good <laughs> sleuth, you are. What are you looking for? He's a super sleuth, he's a super sleuth, he's on the case. So they were they... Oh yeah, what did you expect to find in there? I don't know, well... Uh, lipstick or something. page turned, corner turned over. Or <laughs> oh, I must remember, no alligator's fiddle. <laughs> what what did you get? It's got a good bits in it, it's got a little... Mock conversation between King Kong and Fay Ray. What? No one like that. Oh, what come kind on, of this is gold. Is Pat? She doesn't even want. I said mock conversation between Fay Ray and a Kong. A scarf compared to that. Who wants a scarf? I'd use yeah. that scarf to hang little, myself uh, rather than give up that little, gift. Um, You're alright, Lionel. Did you write this Pending. book, Lionel? <laughs> <laughs> Has this been published? <laughs> is this book written on your inner thighs? <laughs> <laughs> Is it being written in your leg with a compass? <laughs> Lionel? I, um, Don't die cousin. while we're on the phone, you Lionel! Here they are. Yeah, we're here, mate. We're yeah. here. My cousin phoned you before Christmas. I like how and, you... Um, oh, that cab driver. Was it Mick? Yeah. It yeah, that makes sense. You know what he's done? Go on. He made, he, he, he made a CD out of that conversation. Did he? Gave it to his family as a present. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, you're an enterprising family of loonies, as far as I can gather. And what's really odd about it, 
he didn't even know who he was. Where you turned f- up my house Christmas morning <laughs> with um, a DVD, yeah. uh, your live stage thingy or whatever. Very good that, DVD. Um, stepped out of Bolton, yeah. asking if he could use my telly to watch it, because yeah. he ain't got a telly. <laughs> 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 Listen, Lionel, we're going to have to let you go now, because, you know, we'll, you might become a regular character on this show if we can get you to wear a straw hat or something. So I think what you should do now is uh, leave your details. We're going to get in touch with Pat. We'll resolve yeah, this problem. Yeah, well, the thing is the help thing. I don't want to buy something else. I ain't going to buy a scarf. I never bought one. I'm not going to start now. Don't start buying scarves now. It'll get out of control Daniel, for you, know yeah, it? Of course it is. You'll be buying Lionel, scarves today. What, ideas. What? Say, I need Hold ideas. on, Matt wants to ask a question. Don't worry about Pat's retirement. We're going to cross with you with this one step at a time, Lionel. What, what gift did you receive, Lionel? I've got quite a nice thing, actually. Go on. I always did say I've got a little uh, Jack Daniels thing. Little Jack Daniels. <laughs> Other whiskies are available. Yeah. Right, Lionel, you leave your details with the uh, BBC Radio 2 person that is Claire Jones, and then we'll get in touch with you. And I wouldn't mind getting in touch with Pat. Have you got a number? No, I'll get it, though. I'll text it to you next week. Get it now! I can't get in now, I'm not at work, am I? I'm Crash your door in. I IT people, so I to work night and day. <laughs> that be, but... Are you at work now? No, I'm on my way home. Go back, rifle through her desk. No, she won't do nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's in people's desks. I'll go, I'll go through. <laughs> oh, Lionel. Oh, Oh, Lionel, we've unearthed a loon. Lionel, okay, like, leave your details, we're gonna help you as best we can. Leave your details, cos we wanna get in touch with you next week, just to see how your life's going. Okay, matey. Alright, take care, mate. Thanks okay. for your time there. Bye. There it goes, old Lionel. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you think Lionel's a real person? No. Mm, he's too good, isn't it? That's it's too, too perfect. Too, it's, 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 it's the same bloke. It's Mick. It's, it's Lionel is Mick. He's bloody good. Even oh, if, if he, either he's actually a nutter, or he's good. We should find out Either way, anyway. who cares? Getting back. Mm. Although, I don't like the It's funny, though, how animals have sex. It was good pitch and tone. Well, they, I don't know. What, are you saying he might, he might be a... A character. He was definitely a character, because when you asked the question, what did you get? Get him, was a, there was a pause, for a while to think And so you funny. could see his eyes scanning the room and landing on a Jack Daniels bottle and going to Jack Daniels. No, no. He's drunk. You think he's legit? I, I think he's real. Do you think <laughs> he's real? Right, okay, well, that you can text us whether you think a uh, Lionel's real or not. You can text us 88291, or you can call 0500 288 Also, you can text us your suggestions for how we should discover whether or not Lionel is for real. I want to believe he's for real, but no, I still believe not only is there a Father Christmas, but that Father Christmas is Saddam Hussein. Why don't we have a little listen now? We're going to listen to, uh, what, uh, Stevie, Stevie Wonder? Wonder. Yeah. Well, that'll cheer us right up. Let's have a listen to that. Then after that, though, right, let's have New York Dolls. All right, you could have told me that in the song. <laughs> you let, let the listeners see behind the curtains. They're sitting behind the curtains, a magical world of Radio 2. <laughs> so I wish Stevie Wonder you listened to Russell Brand on Radio 2. I've not got a very good understanding of time. Say someone goes, you've got one minute. I think of that one minute as permanent and intransitory. Just like, oh, you've got one minute. Not thinking that as soon as they've finished, that's a bit less time already. Do you know what I mean? Like when you, Trevor, I was in the lavvy, Trev goes, you've got one minute. I thought, that's all right, that's not now. That's <laughs> one minute. But then, of course, time continues its relentless march. It's very foolish. Stupid, isn't it? That's the fundamental thing about time, is its transience and its perpetual motion. I hope that's psychology students listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> a man that refuses to accept the concept of time. Right, hold on, we've got some interesting... Listen to this. 
Beware, says Will Slemmings. Beware. <laughs> <laughs> the true intentions of your AS psychology interviewer, the, who you have just mentioned, Trevor Lockie Cocky mm -hmm. Ducky Ducky, he goes, I'm Will. <laughs> I'm Will. And I'm taking my A2 psychology at the moment. And I didn't have to do any coursework to get my AS. This guy may be using the coursework ploy to get close to you. <sighs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh, God. I hope he is. That would make it so much more exciting. me on. <laughs> that lad trying to get close to me yeah. through psychology like Freud on a couch doing cocaine off his own winkle oh oh, oh Christ what? no well, apparently he liked cocaine Matt he liked cocaine Who, Freud? apparently he was into it yeah so uh anyway oh then he goes another possibility is that his school uses a different exam body an exam body you've got a lovely exam body ain't you oh Christ I'll give you a gold star <laughs> So, Russell, Trevor and Matt, I was listening to your show last week, during which you talked about Matt being able to read Russell like a book. Matt said, specifically, a grubby little pop-up book full of erections. <laughs> My brother-in-law is a paper engineer and has done a pop-up version <laughs> of the Kama Sutra amongst books and architecture as well as children's books. I think that you should put your idea into practice and simultaneously produce both the testament for your cult religion and the best-selling coffee table book for Christmas 2007. It would certainly be a leg up for you compared with other world religions to have a pop-up text for believers. That's good. Keep up the great inspired work, Dr. Sparks. Dr. Sparks. I like the sound of him, don't you? Kinky. Kinky little devil. Alright, we'll do it. We'll make a pop-up book of my erection. You've been thinking about your religion stroke new order. Yes, I have actually, Matt, and I've got a few more theories for it to make it absolutely watertight. <laughs> we'll all be living on a nice island, vegetarians doing yoga and that. We'll get rid of ideas such as, like, the nuclear family, and like in African tribes, the word mother will mean all female members of the tribe, and the word father will mean all male members. There will be a lot of <laughs> and a lot of Ooh, ooh, a lot of, how's your father? <laughs> and also, we're not going to have no more currency, stuff like that. No brain bending or mind washing, and we'll all be free to explore ourselves, although there will be an age of consent, and it will be the same as usual, so as people don't go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty watertight, isn't it? Pretty watertight so far, Matt. I mean, I'd like to see a political theorist to drive a bus <laughs> through that. <laughs> if so, where did he get his licence? Because we're in charge of issuing bus licences, and they're not issued to possible dissenters who are immediately killed on Traitor's Cove, one of the <laughs> nicest parts of our island. <laughs> Decorated with all lovely corpses. Thank you for making me laugh on my final night at home, because I've been executed by the American regime simply for being a bit different. <laughs> That's from a man whose colour's slightly different from the majority of people in the Republican Party. Not really, it's someone called Nat, and I think he's just going off to university. It's not nearly so this time of year? Where's he going? Why not this What's time wrong with the students at school? It's September. Well, maybe he had a long holiday. What? 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 Because I didn't go to university, but I've got a feeling these guys are liars. <laughs> are they? Well, the convention is you go to university in September. Mm. But I'm suggesting he's had an extra long Christmas holiday. Why has he had it, Trev? How much can one man believe in Jesus? <laughs> I'm not ready to go back. I'm not finished believing. Well, look, if, if you're from Russia or the or even you from... You know perfectly well that I'm not, Trev. I know, so why are you starting this line of inquiry? I'm hypothetical sometimes. Now, if you were, you'd have only just finished celebrating Christmas. Would I? Yeah, last night, in fact. What would I be wearing, Trev? <laughs> would <laughs> I have had a boob job done? <laughs> you'd have had a little, you know, waist thing. But yeah, they finish on the 12th. What do you think Trevor means sometimes, Matt, when he says I've just like switched that? off then. Good lad. So that's the, uh, Matt Morgan there, who's in charge of the technical side of the show, just staring <laughs> into space. Probably imagine that he had goat's legs instead of his own legs or something <laughs> stupid like that. This is an email from Daisy. Hey guys! <clears throat> 
I think I'm seriously needing some help as I always speak in the continuous form. And it's a Saturday night and I'm sitting in with my mum listening to your show. I used to be a party girl and now I've been reduced to a boring has-been. Please, oh, plus, Russell, I've been waiting ages for you to add me on MySpace. Hurry up, help me. I'm literally the saddest 21-year-old in the world. Something wrong with you, Daisy. It's fine to be at home with mum. There's nothing going on outside. I've, I had a look out the window earlier. It's just some light, sort of street lights, pavement, bloke looking for coins. It's ridiculous out there. People want to pull themselves together. Here, is there someone on the phone that we should be talking to? I don't know. <laughs> it's Dr. Bernardo! <laughs> <laughs> no one expected that guy to turn up again. No, who is it? There's someone. Are you on the? F if you're a person and you're on the phone, you can hear me now. Say your name. Go on. I can hear someone there. <laughs> Hello. That was Trevor. I know. I'm trying to coax oh, right, him you're out. You're coaxing him out. Well, you won't help, mate. I will. Oi, caller. Come on. Stop whispering, you. Per What's the caller's name? Mark? I know what this is. This is when you get ghosts on the microphone. You don't get ghosts. What? Wogan's Sophie. Hello. Sophie. Hi. Sophie, why do you begin conversations like that? Oh, sorry. There's no way. <laughs> it's a ghost, I told you. Crikey. It's like Beatlemania all over again. Sophie, how can we help you? Well, we've got this problem where we have to do a charity event for school. Right. And we don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> you have to do a charity event for school? Right, yeah, we'll need like Trevor and Matt to help. What, what sort of things, what area are you thinking of at the moment, Sophie, for well, this charity drive? Well, like a rock concert or something. That's already it's dangerous. It's hard to put together. Hard. It's not like Wayne's World too. It's difficult to get it on. There's licensing things, stuff to do with booze, laws. How old are you all? <laughs> are you all teenagers, I suppose, are you? Yeah, we're 15. I've read about you lot, Asbos. Is it Asbos? <laughs> Drugs? No, no, hmm? <laughs> Drugs throwing stones at windows in a restaurant in a western town, call the police, there's a madman around. <laughs> I've read about it, love. I've suffered. Right, if you want to raise charity money, best thing to do, Trev, any ideas? Poetry, poetry reading. Do no. a poetry, poetry slam. Boring. Do a sponsored scream. Do a sponsored scream, you're good at screaming. Don't yeah. do it now, don't do it now, but do, like, later, when you're not on the radio, see who can scream the longest and the loudest and in the location most likely to cause public unrest and concern. <laughs> <laughs> because 15 year old girls are hollering and screaming. Uh, do it in a way that's sort of innocent and lovely, like the works of Beatrix Potter or perhaps Enid Blyton. Not something that's tinged with sensuality and erotica, like no, the, the writings of Nabokov. Look, right, what you want to do is just avoid the world of Nabokov when it comes to your fundraising. Right, we're going to go to a little show called The News now, Sophie. You stay listening to our show, you and your screeching cronies, and we'll give you some more advice after. Trevor, okay. You take care, look after yourself, darling. It's I good will. that you're doing fundraising at all. Well done. Right, okay, time now for a little show So us guys here at the BBC like to call the Newsy Poos. Now, hold on before you do it, Matt. We've got to get to say well, this is Radio 2 from the BBC. This is the news at 10 o'clock. Russell Brown. That's the New York Dolls showdown. They, there, they, it goes they wrong. They just gave up. They just gave up. So here, here, and you know, Johnny Thunder's broke a guitar string, but they all get confused. And <laughs> it's nice how they talk to each other, though. They go, oh, all right, blimey, all cracky. But in their American way, you, know, you can imagine it. So there they are. Uh, you listen to Russell Brand on Radio 2, me with Matt Morgan, all right, mate? Yeah. Trevor Locke's over there. Trevor, are you okay? I'm okay. I didn't enjoy that song. That's all I thought why? was awful. Don't attack the New York Dolls. They're brilliant. They're all right, but I think that was a bad choice of song for me. Because they're good. Well, even they gave up. They're saying that. there's a showdown going to happen, Trev, and that oh, showdown, it, it seems, is between you and I. I mean, if they'd been living now, they'd have sent a text and we'd never have to bother with that, would we? Trevor! Well, really? Trevor, you would do the rest of this show fully new. Singing threats like They'd done a song last week. It was brilliant. That was a nice song, wasn't it? It wasn't a threat. That monkey sang a bit of a monkey. That was good. It's not a lazy 
friction. Is, there's going to be a showdown. Listeners, uh, I would like you to know that Trevor Locke has now taken a microphone which he believes to have been in one of Terry Wogan's <laughs> bodily crevices and he is sucking it like a comfort rag. And who wouldn't in my position? Who Any wouldn't? other human, Trev. We fan. respect Terry Wogan I as a man, him. not as a receptacle, receptacle for fluids for you to drink, you dirty devil. Russell says... J.M. Barry? That can't be. <laughs> Surely he's dead now. But perhaps if we wish hard enough, this will be from him. Every time someone says J.M. Barry don't exist, then, you know, I don't know, say it happens to Willie the Pooh's legs. Russell. <laughs> I know that's the other one. I don't care about childhood. Lovely place, though. I don't want to live there. This is from Sherry Pavey, or Pavy. Russell, I'm going to listen to you tonight in my spare room because my husband wants to watch something on TV. And I want you to read out the footer to my email that I send with every single email because it will make you all cry. It befits a nanny child, I think. Oh, Christ. Oh, nan, so. nan kids. Nan kids. Oh, yeah. Hello, Nan. Oh, all right, Nan. Blimey, this weather's on a turn, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have a dose of the runs, Nan. <laughs> You've been bought up by your Nan and you're talking an odd colloquial vernacular. Every time a child says, I don't believe in fairies, there's a little fairy somewhere that falls down dead. Sir James M. Barry says that. That's a mad to stick us with, innit? That's that makes though. you think, well, if there are fairies, I'm kidding. Hold on, let's try it. <clears throat> oh, no, I don't want to do it, in case there are fairies. Mm, you fool. <laughs> He's, He's got me all Fairies don't exist, fairies don't exist, fairies don't exist. Mate, you're right. a massacre. You absolute brute, you are the pole pot of fairies, and I never thought I'd call you that. I've called you many He's things. He's just trying to stop kids questioning things. No, He's just trying to brainwash us. Uh, don't ask questions, or then a fairy will die. That's true. Absolute nonsense. He's Hold not. He is. What, he's, he's trying not. to make us live in a world of imagination? He's trying to open he up some possibilities. <laughs> Wasn't that in that film? Was he... No. Was that he was another writer. That was another film. Who was that? I don't know. Let's Alice not go into it. When you first said James... Anyway, we'd like to take of... back anything like that, the man of a cause defence, because we've not researched it properly. Who is he? Oh, J.M. Barry. Barry. He yeah. wrote Peter Pan. Because I was thinking of J.R. Hartley. Do you remember that? <laughs> he wrote that yellow advertiser! For <laughs> <laughs> fishing. That's what I was thinking all the way through. Don't think about him, mate. He's a fictional entity. I can't let go. Let him go. Let go of that man who was J.M. Barry. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. We're not just there for the nasty things in life, like whether or not there are. No. Hello, Russell. Matt and Trev says Jamie Curitan, who I think is a footballer. Good evening, sires. I just thought I would send an electronic mail to raise awareness of the promotion of the BBC Radio podcast. Are you all on a promotion period, as Wogan, Evans and Wright are shown in big pics on the site, and you are missing? <gasps> well, let me tell you, I've heard these other broadcasts, and I suppose they are good, but your show last week was gold. Gold. And I enjoyed it again on Friday via the podcast. I think it's unfair to refuse to... Licensed paying website users the chance to hear Cry for Help, a perfect radio feature for anyone's ears. I hope this is soon addressed. Jamie Curitin, Market Deeping. I don't know what that means, that last bit, Market Deeping. But it raises an interesting point, lads, and that point is this. We're being shortchanged by that website. So unless we've got great big... The lady that takes the pictures is here. Picture lady. What the hell is going on? Name yourself. Don't search Marcel Marceau your way for it. Trevor, drag her to the microphone. Come here. Drag her to the Wogan mic. Oh, look, she's nervous. Don't be nervous. Nothing will happen to you. You are quite safe. There are witnesses. Now, what's your name? Say your name. Right, now, listen. Right, She's not prepared to speak, but we've got her right where we want her. No, she's sloped off. 
Don't try and slope off. I'll love. do her voice. It's fine. I right, know what Trevor, she's you communicate. Yes, Just you can translate. Hand. Hold my hand and I'll. Com right, he's got his hand on her abdomen. Yeah. Now, <laughs> put it lower, Trevor. We don't <laughs> any more bother. Now, for Christ's sakes, woman, say your name. Trevor, translate it. Jennifer. Jennifer. Now, Jennifer, why in God's holy name, I ask you, are we not got great big bloody photos all over that website with us dancing? Because I was away on an extended Christmas holiday last week. I didn't have time to take the pictures. I'm from the Russia place. You're from Russia. Yes. You hateful, orthodox cow. That is all I can begin to say to you, Jennifer. Now, if next week when we go on that website there ain't great big pictures of all of us fully nude, sometimes obviously aroused, we will see to it that you are dragged off the interweb, because I know the fellow what invented it. All right? <laughs> right. Now, we've got someone on the line. Uh, that person is called... What is this person called? Well... Who is it? Trish! Are you there, Trish? Yes, I am. Are you alright, dear? Yeah, I think I am. Yes, thank you. It's good to say that you think you are, because you never know. There could be No, countless... you never know what's around the corner, do you? You so don't know. Keep what... my fingers crossed. Fingers crossed there's nothing around the corner. That's yep. all I say. But something might be. And if it was, we'll just deal with that when it happens. Yeah. And if there happened to be, something's laid eggs in your shin bone, <laughs> and even now, they're gnawing their way into the tendons. You well, know. I, think, I think I'm fairly safe on that one. I'm sure you are. I, but if they were... We'd deal with it. I know, it I know. Arrogant. <laughs> Matt thinks you're a bit arrogant with your old uh, holier than thou, no, nothing's going to get my shins style attitude to life, much like a female Brian Clough. Oh, I've never been called female Brian Clough before. I don't drink, so that, that's... Well, then you have never lived, Trish. No, now, what I, is this I, problem that you claim to have, my darling? Well, yeah, it's actually animal-related, which ah. sort of ties in a bit with the gnawing of the shins. In fact, um, It does, doesn't it? Yeah, we, we've, we've got a very vicious um, rabbit who lives lives in the house. Well, we right. adopted him from the RSPCA and took pity on him. And How's he repaid he, you? Because he came from a dysfunctional rabbit family and <laughs> was removed by RSPCA inspectors, we wanted to sort that of... That must have been embarrassing for everyone involved. Yeah, RSPCA, I think yes, but... Um, uh, well, we, What's we, his we, name, we, this little guy? His name's Ralph. Ralph. We wanted to Ralph. give him a noble name, not like sort of Fudge or Hopper or Harvey. All those Harvey. Uh, ignoble names. Mind you, Harvey is a good name for a rabbit it like that. It's the most popular rabbit name, apparently. You've done a lot of research, and yet your rabbit's showing no gratitude. But no, it's, no, it's, I know. And the thing is, he um, he's, he, he's developed two rather embarrassing conditions, which... Uh, right. Um, he's, he's got piles, and which Dirty he's also... Dirty little He's <laughs> also um, got suspected syphilis, so... <laughs> syphilis and piles? What's yeah. he doing? It's not very good. Well, we don't actually know. We prefer not to ask him. Let's get to the bottom of this. Go as it were. I think we can guess what he's been up to. Well, I have tried yes. to slip him a, 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 a leaflet from the STD clinic, but uh, strangely enough, we didn't want to know. He chewed it up. But um, what's you know. wrong with him? Well, I think Trish, listen. Got right, so he's got something up with his bumhole, <laughs> and there's also he's got an STD. Is that? Is there anything else? I mean, not that those those are problems enough. Um, well, he's also got rather misshapen ears. He sounds just... I hate got him. I hate that brothers. little pig. <laughs> he, he's a real... He's a stunner, this Has rabbit. he got human syphilis? Uh, no, he's, he's actually got... He's got rabbit syphilis. It was... Tran we, we reckon... We, we like to think... Mm. Or the vet likes to think that it was transferred from his mother. But I actually... Filthy little pervert. <laughs> I'd think, like to think, think about that. A rabbit and its rabbit mum oh. dressed in lingerie. Don't go doing well, it. Come on. Well, but we like to think it's that way other than other activities, which... What um, would that mean? That's fine. Sex with a person? That's fine too. No, well, we, we, with you know, rabbit. incestual relationship with his brothers or anything like oh, that, God, you know. We, we don't like to think about it. It's like a Greek play, your life. We want to give him the benefit of the doubt, you Just know. Just let him go. 
All right, now let me, hold on, I've been perusing and uh, reflecting on this problem and let's think some advice. Well, one by one we'll give you some advice. Now, Trish, it seems to me that rabbit is an ungrateful little fella. He is. And I think if you inspect closely, he, he sells it, Trish. Uh, if you look at his paws, I bet his claws go straight up into his little rabbit wrists, don't no, they? No, his claws are immaculately trimmed every, every month by me. I risk my life and my limbs in order to do this. Have uh, you got little brittle limbs? Well, I've got a little brittle... He went through my hand once and I ended up in hospital, so... Jesus, um, is this rabbit's more trouble than it's worth it? No, no, don't say that. I don't... don't say... He's like the old... Dennis Nielsen of rabbits. How do you mean he went through her hand? Well, he, he just... He, he just got my hand, clung on, and then he wouldn't come away. You know when you pick them up and they're swinging by the feet? Swing your arm as fast as you can. <laughs> just swing it, baby, like Mick Shannon. I go, woof! I'll have you right around like wrinkled. Yeah, well, I did try, but, um... Anyway, that involved a hospital trip. But, right. But, um, I, I had a rabbit like this once, right? It was the school rabbit. Now, it was a proud day for well, me. I've heard about that, yeah. Well, listen, don't you cut me off, love. <laughs> <laughs> Come round now, I'll kill that rabbit. <laughs> right. I, she's undermined my story, isn't she? How Absolutely. do you know about my school rabbit? Well, you you've told, told it many times, I think, haven't you? Many times. It's well, ungrateful. Go on, then. Say something about it, then. No, no, I won't steal your thunder. I don't want thunder. He was called Thumper, actually, though, oh. so that's quite close. So, and Make up a new rabbit story. Oh, my God. Good idea, Matt. Good idea. This rabbit I brought home called Clive, the minute it got home, it had a huge, angry, no. bulbous Stop it. erection. No. Yes, is I don't want filth on the radio. Huh? Please. What? No filth on the radio. You, my daughter's listening. My daughter's listening. Yeah, you brought up syphilis and, and rabbit piles. Yeah, well, that's, that's nasty. Bring that it? rabbit in here. Is what I say. We'll give it away as a prize. We'll no. give it away as right. That rabbit's ours now. We're giving him away as a no prize. Way. If you want to win a rabbit, just you simply have to get around Trish's house, kick the door oh. in, and kidnap the no, you evil would not want this. Nobody would want my poor rabbit. Apart I know from who me, would of want course. it. Who would want it? And Trish? I could make you some money as well into the bargain if you're interested. Shampoo, you're kill that shampoo rabbit. testers. No, I'll have a, have a go. Contact the Korean embassy. Why does the Korean oh. embassy want because, rabbits? Because there's a trend now with with Koreans in, in trend, Europe. You don't know they're Koreans. Are they are. Oh, they're in Germany. The Korean embassy is sending back rabbits to, to Korea from Germany, and what I reckon... For? Because they they're very tasty. Not with piles. They not, don't, <laughs> don't <tell them> <laughs> not one with syphilis. They don't eat that part of the rabbit, do they? If he bit my hand, I'd pull his pile. <laughs> I'll try doing that. That's releasing. <laughs> <work. laughs> <laughs> you've got him all ends up. Trish, what we should... Anyway, you've not gone help yet. No, I don't think I'm ever going to get the help. To no, record. go help. Help, help. Thank you. Now, what will we suggest? I, mm, I do love all God's creatures, but this guy sounds unbearable he to is, me. He's blighted. Blighted he little sweet. character. I think duff him up real good. Give him I think send him back to his little rabbit shameless family. On yeah. That no, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I love him dearly. Send him in. Bring him in here in a basket. All I will if you're not careful. <laughs> All right. Okay. Right, Trish, now we feel scared. So, Trish, what, you and that rabbit just try and look after each other. Oh, I know. Just cuddle it one day and cuddle it a bit too, bit too no, tight. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. I know you're an animal lover, Russell. I know you love your Morrissey, so I can't imagine you would advise me to do things like that. Yes, exactly. That's All right. Well, no, just no, try and be nice. Do you, to, give do you a bit talk of to him, though? Do you talk to him? I, I do. We have long chats, but he, he tends to sort of not listen to me. Of course he doesn't. He doesn't understand. Right, now, Trish, thank you very much for your call. I suggest you put that rabbit in a shoebox and have nothing more to do with it. Now, let's have a listen to I Am A Rat by the Towers of London. Why, what's the problem with you? Oh, what, well, we've got to listen to Nas. Okay. Listen to Nas, then. Okay. Listen to him, and then we'll listen to Towers of London. We'll introduce Towers of London, and then we'll play Nas. That'll baffle people. It's Towers of London coming up! <laughs>
Hip hop is dead, Nas. Listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. Steve Merchant's here. He's not in this room yet. I've just seen him sloping around in corridors and that. Did you see him, Matt? I don't say sloping. Why? You might not like it. Well, it's not an offensive term, all right? Meandering, then. Waltzing. Teetering. All of those are not especially complimentary. Well, I don't think they're Striding. Striding, all right. He was striding purposefully past he was. He really liked taking on his mind. He was off to the lavvy. It was simple as that. <laughs> um, okay, so what, uh, right now, last week on the show, when we were doing our item, Cry for Help, where we help people out for no reason other than altruism, there was a lovely gentleman called Pete who called us up. Now, Pete had a problem. His problem was he'd met a young lady, he'd got her number, he'd agreed to go on a date with her, then he'd forgotten her name. He was about to go on the date, he was very nervous about it. We, the people of this show, that's me, Russell, Cocky Trevor Lockie and Matt Morgan, f found out the name of the woman by ringing her up. She was called Anita. We then tested Peter to see if he was worthy of going on this date by seeing if he could guess correctly her name when given three options. He failed three times, but we told him the name anyway, out of love. Now, Peter and Anita are on the line, on their date, it's presumably going well, let's find out. Peter, are you well? Yes, I am, Russell. How are you doing? I'm ever so well, mate. Now, how's your date going? Uh, pretty good so far. We've been... Uh, we came into London on the train from Banbury. Right. We were going to go on the London Eye, but it closed for some reason. That's a shame. They probably heard that you were coming and didn't want to be involved in this grisly date. The more we learned of it last week, the more it sounded like something we'll be reading about. Now, Peter, how's the date going? Pretty good. Um, we went... We've been to Claridge's. We've had pink champagne. God, which is very nice. nice. Decadent. Yeah, and then we went to up the Hilton, up to the 28th floor, to the windows of the World Bar. Never go on dates like this. I just, just drag in. people back to my parlour. Is Anita yeah. with you, Peter? Peter. And then, at the moment, we're just She's in the not. middle of a Thai meal. Is Anita dead, Peter? <laughs> Why are you not answering that question? <laughs> Peter. Yes. Where's Anita? She stood next to me. Do you want a word? Yes. Yes. Bring her on. And, and All right. Here's Anita now. Anita, Anita, Anita. Hello. Oh, thank God. Anita, how's the date going? Fantastic. Anita, you need to run away. <laughs> Peter is a dangerous, dangerous man. We know him only too well. No, it's not. I hope he's going well. So you've been having pink champagne, have you? Yes, I have. It's been lovely. I've only drank white champagne. I didn't realise there was pink champagne. It's like fantastic. That man has opened doors to you, <laughs> to another world. I, if I were you, I'd trust everything Peter says. <laughs> if he says trying things that are a different colour from normal, give it a whirl. <laughs> um, Anita, so do you think, is it, have you been physical with each other? Have you held hands? Have you brushed thighs? Have you tenderly touched each other's hair or done any of them things where monkeys pick fleas off each other type stuff? Sorry, I didn't hear that. Um, my Have you touched each other? Yeah. What, held hands? Anita! Oh, God, he struck her. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> right, get the police, she's dead. You know that certain drugs that you put in drinks change the colour of Why the drinks. Why do you know things like that? I read about it. Oh, Matthew, come on. Right, Peter and Anita, we've lost contact with them. Let's pray to God that the, the worst hasn't happened. I like to think Peter and Anita are hand in hand, happy now. I think he slapped that phone out of her hand like a angry <laughs> I gorilla. I think Anita's now lifeless in Peter's arms like that, and he was using her like a puppet then, sort yeah. of like rattling her skull about, and all yeah. her eyes lolling. He's done a good date though, because he was saying, oh, where should I take her? Yeah, he was, was going to go to Banbury, a harvester or something. brought her into London, tried to go on the London Eye. Tiny Claridges. Pink champagne. Christ, they're living an eye-old life, aren't they? I'm beginning 
gonna hope that their date goes horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous of their date. That's a nice date. Perhaps we all go on dates like that. Yeah. With each I other. Or Let's, do it. Let's do it. Let's do it next week. I go on dates. You don't go on dates like that, Matt. I do. I have done. Dragging people around some grisly little flea pit in North London. <laughs> <laughs> you sick, horrible man. I'm perhaps what the. Send me a photo. <laughs> Lovely. Right. Here's the address. Pop over. Your journalist now doesn't matter. <laughs> Just write it up well. Not too much alliteration. <laughs> yeah. No, um, okay, listen, that's not true or fair, all right? I'm a changed man, I am. So, okay, let's listen to a bit of the old, what I like to call, music. And then, uh, what have we got to do? Steve Merchant's here. Noel Gallagher's not answering his phone. He must be on holiday because it's got that funny sort of ring. And, it, and then it sort of is answered by someone sort of going, Oh, no, not here. Very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk to Steve Merchant. That'd be brilliant. I told Reece Shearsmith, I spoke to Reece Shearsmith out of League of Gentlemen, who was another proposed <laughs> guest, that goes, oh, last week, Reese, we were going out, like, I was going, Did oh. Did you tell him because you thought you might find out or have been listening and been you offended? You cynical man. You what silly I told him was, man. people were listening for the first time now and won't even know what we're discussing. I go to him, Reese. what happened was, is, uh, I was going, oh, we're having, we're having some good guests on the show, Reece Shearsmith might come on. And then I was part of them, what happened in reality last week is I was passed a bit of paper that said, Steve Merchant is coming on the show. So this is how it went. It went, yep, uh, next week we might have Reece Shearsmith on the show. <laughs> Steve Merchant! It's coming! Yes! Like that! And then Matt goes, that is going to hurt Reese Shearsmith's feelings because you've just like sandpapered so him away. you foolishly phone him up thinking, he might have listened. I'll yeah. make this better. I'll phone him up. It's, it's probably best that I do a little courtesy call to Reese. I wouldn't like to hurt his feelings. Well, he's all right anyway. He didn't mind. Is he? Actually, there was a bit of an atmosphere around that bit of the phone call. I think oh, I got God. upset him. Oh, God. Steve Merchant's going to be on the show in a minute. Let's have a listen to Towers of London. And no, we'll stop saying that. Do you want that? Oh, all right. Well, I'll keep telling you what we've got. I just thought it'd be good at some point if we sat and judged. Towers of London on the actual music. What, so, uh, oh God, what, what are you saying? Now? Mate, Let's what go are you back doing to, to this computer. It was all it was all set up, and then you keep saying Towers of London <laughs> like some Tourettic outburst. Well, what on, every uh, time. Beautiful, because he's called Donny Tourette, so it's not really. Way, it's then, is it? It's not his real name. No, oh, well, I don't know. Trevor, I don't like man. to inquire. Come on, oh, so we listen to Roy Orbson. Roy Orbson, and then Towers of London. Yes, Steve Merchant's coming up. That's Roy Orbson. Make me feel bloody emotional. It's lovely, though, nice. isn't it? Yeah, beautiful, so full of pathos and poignance. Do you know what Elvis said about him? Go on. He said Elvis, Elvis Presley said Roy Orbison has the most beautiful voice of any man. Well, really, that's what yeah, Elvis said. What I mean, Elvis like, but though Elvis is the greatest rock and roll star ever been, we, we don't really have to trust him and everything. He said some crazy but, stuff. But he was talking about singing, and that's what he did. Yeah, quite what well. about that thing where he goes, "It's great head, man." She gave me great head in the documentary. Well, she might have done. Fair enough. Let's trust old Elvis then. He's a lovely fella. So, it, like, remember Trevor earlier on? You were coming up with some rhubarb about a uh, coal being delivered as a child. Trevor quite casually mentioned, "Oh, that reminds me of the coal man that used to come around my house. He was called Mr. Yates." We all pointed out that we live in the modern era. We've got an email here. It says. Dear Russell, Matt and Trevor, this is from Georgia, who lives in Northampton, so yeah. he's perfectly positioned to expose liars <laughs> from that area. I'm in Northampton at the moment, and I just asked my dad about the coal dispensers. He doesn't think it exists. Then I did a search on the Yellow Pages website, and nothing came up. Not even on Google. I think Trevor's concussion has returned, or even damaged his memory, and tricked him into making a fake coal dispenser up out of his brain. Either that, or he's just a liar who should not be trusted, certainly not allowed to broadcast on Radio 2, a disillusioned teenage girl from Northampton called <laughs> Georgia. Georgia, well done, really. Trevor. I mean, how stupid are you? 
Trevor! I was, a, I was a little boy in the 1980s. You were what a little are the girl chances? in the 80s. <laughs> Daft little sod you were in your nighty with your ghoulies peeping out underneath, <laughs> prancing around with a wand. Well, it was a, it was a, it was another era. When I was a little girl, we had Coleman in the village of Floor. There was a Coleman. He was called Mr. Yates. He's not a Coleman anymore. He retired in 1988, and no you one carried on the family business. Why didn't you mention business. that earlier? I didn't know his name. My nan had a Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> well, I bet she knew his name as no, well. He wasn't it was just a Coleman. Well, we came through a sack of coal down a chute. Well, he, we lived down the bottom of our road, didn't we? He's supposed to be hot, thrusting, dangerous young broadcasters. We're prattling on about Coleman and each other's <laughs> nans. Uh, only because he's dressed on? like a Coleman. Now, someone say something reckless. I'll do it right now. <laughs> uh, oh, I know what we talk what, about. That on. Nazi ballerina. Right, that Nazi ballerina. I think out. she should not get sacked. She, she, she should be allowed to be a Nazi ballerina. Of course. She shouldn't be vilified for your beliefs, no matter what they are. Exactly. What if you believe it's alright to lactate breast milk into the face of strangers? You That's do. fine. <laughs> I do believe that's alright. You've got a video, it. in fact. <laughs> That'll be on the island. Look, listen to what it says. This ballet dancing bird has been booed. 15 seconds of disruption by activists. 30 members of right-wing party among audience. Here's a story from The Guardian, I think, today. The look of concentration on Simone Clark's face suggested that the small but persistent group of protesters who jumped to their feet near the start of the English National Ballet's performance of Giselle, or Giselle, Giselle. I don't know about ballet, well, yesterday you afternoon do, you were did not... did it at school, <laughs> <laughs> didn't you? Actually, I had to do it for a while, but I pretty soon gave that up because I was working with Snoop Doggy Dog selling crack. And it was actually a very <laughs> difficult line of work that prohibited a lot of my ballet. The usual matinee mix of pensioners and school children have been joined at the London Coliseum by ballet, blah, 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 blah. She's in the BMP, she does ballet dancing. All right, um, I think there should, should there be a BMP at all? I think, uh, no, there Freedom of speech, let people do what they want, she's but a ballerina. The, the right to sing, to scream fire in a crowded theatre, that's the argument. It's not like she's dancing in a racist way. She might other. be doing racist dances, Matt. It's not. Well, she's wearing big jack boots and strutting across the stage, Sieg Heil in her way through Swan Lake. Could, uh? That could happen, but I don't think that's what She's not doing that. I think it's brilliant, the idea of a racist ballerina. It's absolutely fantastic. It's art in itself. It, it, I want to go and see that ballet even more now, because I will be getting two performances for the price of one. You're getting racism and ballet all rolled into one lovely uh, racist, racist I don't want ballet that. package. I just find the idea of a racist ballerina just absurd. It's I'm a racist ballerina. Why yeah. would you be a racist ballerina? All that nimble dancing around, do you think it would put you in touch with something spiritual? Maybe yeah. she's a bit simple and she's been hired by the BNP to soften their image. She's a bit like... Right, what do we need? We need some trollop what does ballet. <laughs> That'll make it seem softer. Perhaps that is it, yeah. Yeah, she probably doesn't know what it stands she for. She thinks it means the ballet, ballet National Party or something. Yeah, yeah. Ballet Nice People. That's what she it was. Yeah. She's got all swept up in yeah. the Ballet Nice People party. <laughs> Little does she know, she's damning folks who are coming from countries where things are going terribly wrong. Well... Anyway, I think if you are uh, like a member of BMP and that, I think your rights should be all messed with. Do you remember when we used to know that racist lad, Mark Collette, out of the BMP? We went and met him. They were twerps. That's why we don't BMP. need to mess with their rights. Exactly. Not going to achieve. They are twerps. Thing. They won't get anywhere. They're all twerps. Yeah. We've met some of them. Mark Collette. He's been promoted. Actually, he's doing well in the. Well, BMP. he was in the youth BMP when we met him. Now he's grown up. He's grown up now. He's in the big boys BMP. Proper BMP. You could be racist to adults now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, I'm against the old racism. Don't even talk about it now. Don't give it the time. Don't Let's start it. Oxygen. Don't give it the time. Don't give them the bloody satisfaction. Yeah. Them filthy racists. All right then. So why don't we listen to a bit of the old uh Towers of London or something. Yes, finally. Finally, let's get it done. Then we can make a, a informed judgment. I know a couple of them lads. They seem like sweet boys and they're a laugh. Let's have a listen to their song. See what it's like. There go them Towers of Rubbish. London. I'm a rat. Matt don't like it. 
awful. Oh, I think they're nice lads. Going out, yeah, on a Saturday night. <laughs> Matthew, <laughs> wrong to do that. Steve Merchant's here, everyone. Look, it's actually Steve Merchant. Contrive some bloody atmosphere. Lay about. This is natural. Welcome, Steve. Hey, Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on our radio programme. No, I appreciate it. I've got nothing better to do on a Saturday night. It's uh, <laughs> that is 11. evident in your every yeah, motion. Exactly. Thank you very much. You, yeah. you, you have the very air of a man who on a Saturday night might as well come in here, lumber about in the corridor for a while. I wasn't lumbering. I was, as you rightly pointed out, popping to the lavatory. Nothing wrong with that. Sorry. I I've been listening to this show out there, and it's. How are they letting you get away with this on radio, too? What have we done wrong? No, it's not. It's a great show. I genuinely love the show, but it just. It's it's just I mean you were playing Nas early on 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 Radio Two. We likes him, but don't they still have the organist presents or whatever <laughs> on Radio? I mean some of the other programmes. Does it does it sit well with Radio it? Two now? It's, I know it's much hipper than it used to be. Aren't you a little bit too hip for it? I don't think so. I think I'm exactly the right amount. Look at us, like you know, really. All right, we've got nice hairdos, but we're sensitive boys. No, I can say I'm I'm very much aware of that. But it, it, I mean, listening to it, it sort of sounds like a kind of community radio project. <laughs> <laughs> sort of ne'er do wells to kind of keep you on the straight and narrow. You know, <laughs> stay off the smack, lads. Do a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> we have been off smack since the beginning of this show. No, I know, it's then, working. Then, then, <laughs> I've had a little bit of smack during the news, because Andrea Simmons, sometimes she ups, she's erotic, that newsreader. Is this, this is not like a community radio project. Well, look at Steve. the mess in here, it's like a squat. <laughs> 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 That's atmosphere, what you're condemning, merchant. Lovely bit of atmosphere. Yeah. All over the gaff. Well, yeah. what will it be like when you're on Six Music, your new show starts tomorrow? It's going to be much more civilised. We'll be wearing um, dinner suits like they used to in olden times. It'll in be the up. early days of uh, the BBC. And it'll be very sophisticated. It's Sunday, you know, so it's, the, it's God's Day, so we have to God's be a bit more uh, dignified and respectful. I reckon it'll be all prim, like in a little gingerbread cottage. Exactly, that's exactly what it'll be like. <laughs> Sat yeah, up with your yeah. knees too close to your chin. Yeah. I've got some research here about you. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Steve Merchant. These are some things that we may already... All this research I know already. He begins a weekly show six music. You once appeared on Blockbusters. Right, did you? Yes, I did once appear on Blockbusters. How did you get on? My friend had been on Blockbusters when he was very young, and he'd been on the original Bob Holness version right, okay. with the teenagers, and he told me that it was just an amazingly wild, decadent time in the hotel. All these 16-year-olds <laughs> off their heads going berserk. <laughs> you know, I'm seriously, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I don't, well, I'm probably going to get into trouble, but, you know, drink, drugs, everything. Crazy. On Blockbusters? Yes, you know, oh well, it was you know, not not wholeness. Obviously, he was, wholeness he was, was above all that. He was in bed, but uh, but every uh, in his own bed. Um, Will you say that? We yeah. don't, I mean, we like, I don't can even begin to question what wholeness. I'd is like to speculate for a while what Bob wholeness <laughs> was up to. Yeah, well, I don't think you can. Can you on radio too? It's, I think he was probably. Probably probing. Be careful. <laughs> be, be, be careful. No, but but good as gold. I can't imagine he took advantage of any of them blockbusters competitors, could he? Yeah. It's not the nature of the contest. He'd have just been professionally, probably in another hotel even. Exactly. But exactly. one of them, your mate said, was decadent and a lot of muck went on. No, uh, the, uh, all the uh, contestants, because they were obviously, if you remember, they were sort well, of teenagers. Why were there so many? I thought it was just a couple of people on it. How no, because they record loads of shows every right. week. You know, so they're all in this hotel, um, you know, and they're just all just having to hang around for, you know, weeks on end until they have to get their chance to go on. And Obviously, if they're doing well, they get to come back. So anyway, I thought this sounded amazing. Sounds so wonderful. when I was a bit older, I was working for a magazine. I thought I got to do this, mm. and they brought the show back. You may not remember this. They brought it back on BBC Two Who with did um, it? Michael Aspel. Right. Okay. And I thought this is going to be wild. This is going to be extreme. Aspel. And I, Aspel. Christ. That word alone conjures up uh, you know images of uh, you know Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, immediately, it? you're there in a sort of sexual Kubla Khan. <laughs> exactly. With Aspel exactly. With his red book of erotica. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, got down there, and they changed the rules. And no longer was it teenagers. It was uh, it was kind of elderly 
elderly people. They'd right. scrap the hand jive they used to do at the end of the week. Hand jive gone. The novelty the toys, all that stuff. You remember the hand jive? Yeah. yeah. Some of the best and it was one of the most- The mascots. The little mascots. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All gone. Interminable, uh, weeks I spent, and I had to be up there for ages, <laughs> and I eventually, I got on the show, and, uh, first three questions I got right, 15 quid already in the bank. I'm thinking, I'm doing brilliant here. Right. I'm on the way, you know, for a holiday. Yeah. Didn't get another question right. Oh, it was dear. pitiful. It was yeah. so painful. When they sent me the cheque for £15, a piece of it was missing, as though they'd torn it out of the cheque <laughs> with such contempt <laughs> that they hadn't even cared. You know what I mean? It was just... Take your 15 quid! Exactly, exactly. Oh, it was agonising. Is that why there's a bit in the office where, uh, people talk about blockbusters? I think that's probably it. It was a sort of an exorcism. Yeah, yeah it, it informed your later scripts and later uh, work. Have I given you a fascinating insight there into the world of, uh, TV game shows? Very much so, yeah. I mean, before then, I thought it would have been perhaps a professional domain. Sure. Bob Olness soberly smoking a pipe and the contestants perhaps re rehearsing their performance <laughs> yeah. and revising and stuff. No, apparently it was a giddy backstage at a motley crew. Horrible concert. affair, yeah, it yeah, sounds yeah. like, Steve. Apparently Holness used to check his nostrils before he went on with a mirror. Really? What, it was only really? unsightly, you know. Can I well, have an E, please, Bob, etc. Etc. Yeah. Right. Now, not for drugs, Matt. Why? Holness <laughs> weren't looking up his nose to see if there was coke <laughs> hanging out of his nostrils. He's been hanging around in this environment too long. You see, you hear, you hear a mirror and a nose, that's the first the thing nasal you think hairs. Of. Well, mirror, nostril, come on. Mirror, nostril, Holness, coke. <laughs> no, Matt, that's the way it gets us thrown off air. Bob Holness what is a great avuncular figure. Yeah, he's looking for nasal hairs. And it, you what know, man. <laughs> what was wrong with that? He's a lovely figure. Let's defend him. Bob Holmes Yeah, no, I think he's obviously a dynamite guy. He was apparently the first James Bond, wasn't he? First there James Bond! And you yeah. undermine him. Well, he, he wasn't. He, wasn't he, he was, was on radio or on something. On radio he was, yeah. He was on radio. radio. Oh, right, on radio. On radio. Why did Check they sack him? Check your facts. Drugs. They sacked him. Sacked him because <laughs> of drugs. <laughs> he was interfering with Miss Moneypenny. He got out of control. It was terrible business, apparently. No, he didn't get sacked. They just moved on, Matt, to Niven and others. You know. No, I'm talking about Aspel. Aspel took his job. Oh, what, on Blockbusters? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, that probably that that was true. The chemistry that was... wasn't there, I'm not gonna lie to you. Even, yeah. I went on there, I tried my best, but we just right. couldn't get the old magic back, and he got <laughs> <laughs> That is a pity. It very much was a show defined by Bob, and Aspel, in a way, didn't have a chance from the beginning, Never did he? Yeah, Poor yeah. fella. Right, so, some people want to Anyway, we've you... answered one of the points you've got <laughs> on your show. Yeah, it's not that, alright, alright, uh, he's an executive producer, is Steve Merchant, for the American version of The Office, which stars Steve Carroll. Do you stick your oar in, or do you just let him go on with it? Very occasionally, I might might throw a few words in your words like? of wisdom. Uh, you know, just I don't want to mention it. I don't want to. I don't want. To, I don't want you to see you to see behind the curtain. Because mm, we yeah. made a mistake like that earlier. We seem momentarily. We seem to be unprofessional on this radio show. Go on. You well, surprised me. What, what happened? Fair, <laughs> Matt endorsed the BMP. Said that they're Did just he? doing a difficult job and they're a nice bunch of guys. <laughs> they didn't say that. We just we don't know. We just pressed the wrong button and we went into the news, shouting for the news reader, "Say bum!" Which you know, in sure. a way, is just classy. It's very classy way. Stolen all of that from Wogan. <laughs> <laughs> this is Wogan's studio, and I like to think his aura informs almost every word uttered in this. I don't Steve. understand. I don't, this is not disrespecting Wogan because I know he's much loved and I adore him, but I, I like don't him. understand the word he's saying on that radio show. Really. It's what? I can't understand what he's talking about because he doesn't seem to segue. He doesn't make it clear when he's reading a letter or when he's That's just true. talking. So he'll just be on there and he'll yep. just be, uh, you know, whilst holidaying in the Maldives. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You know, bicycle riding with a hus my husband. What? 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 Terry, what? Terry, what? I don't know what's going on. Is he having a breakdown? <laughs> I remember there was a there was a spoof of it once on uh, I think it was uh, Alistair McGowan's impression show where he did him as as a character in a Samuel Beckett play, and I think that's so exactly yes. right. It is 
is like some mm -hmm. sort of weird stream of mm -hmm. consciousness, isn't but it? I think he does that on purpose. I'm sure he's thought about that because he's broadcasting people who are just waking up. Mm. So I think he's thinking it's difficult for them to concentrate. It's better it's if you read playing mind games. No, I think, he, I think he, he makes deliberate choice and it's more, it's lovely to wake up to because it's like a dream. It's like you're listening Trevor, to someone else's dream. Don't be Wogan. <laughs> well, but uh, I'm thinking about it, the way he does Eurovision suggests that perhaps he is playing with the media. He's an mm. ironic genius. He's an yeah. ironic genius. Perhaps, perhaps, Steve, you've stumbled upon something here. Oh, perhaps he's definitely an ironic genius, there's no doubt. There's something going on. I can feel it in these very, in the, um, these walls are dripping with ironic genius. Listen, why don't we listen to a record? We'll come back. There's people who want to ask you all sorts of questions. Do you want me to do more of this research? You stuff? do whatever you want to do, mate. It's up to you, mate. Stephen's it's your show. It's your show. It is. This is us doing our best. Look, you were in Green Wing. You were in 24. I'm are in 24, you? That's right. Yeah. You're it's, right uh, at that. It's a. Um, I would like to think it was a cameo. It's a bit part. It's a, I'm an extra. It's an extra. I know some that. of the guys over there. Fine. And, they're, and, and uh, they asked me to. Um, to react to the to the word Jack Bauer. How Someone mentioned Jack Bauer, and I, and I tried to convey that. Mm, I've not heard that name in a while. Right. But I don't know if you'll see that in the final cut because oh, I'm just in the background. Yeah. But like, oh, Jack Bauer, he's a ghost from the past. Exactly, yeah. Right, and he did that. Could you just for us, obviously, I'll try and describe to the listeners what that face is like. Yeah. I'll say Jack Bauer. Yeah. Oh, you know, we'll probably have to get Jack Bauer well, out of Nick. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I was sort of looking down at some paperwork. Right, you're looking down at paperwork. Yeah. I'm just some sort of faceless. Uh, just a drone. I'm a drone. Yeah. It's going to be a struggle for me to play this part because of the charisma, but I'll, I'll, I'll push on. <laughs> Try your uh, best. Right. Uh, yeah, bloody old Jack Bauer. He's been that Chinese Nick. We'll have to get him out. <laughs> what are you uh, thinking about, Merchant? I was, was thinking good. about Jack Bauer. I've not heard that name in a while. <laughs> It's was yeah, what he yeah, just conveyed that brilliantly yeah. with acting. It was excellent. Yeah. It was really good. good wasn't it? Totally, I, that's what I got. I looked at him. I thought he's not heard the name Jack Bauer in a while. <laughs> yeah. He's hearing it now though, exactly. and he's acknowledging it. Yeah. All right, let's listen to the record. Then we have got some um, people. They're going to quiz you. Yeah. Let's listen to the Chinese song by the Ping Pong Bitches. Brilliant. Why wouldn't we? Come on, let's have a listen. That's Ping Pong Bitches Chinese song. Why you got that look on your face, it's Matthew? Gone rubbish. It's nice. Wonderful, so. right? I liked it. What's gone wrong? The, the song. The song, yeah. I really like him. I, I know her. She's called Louise. Right, Steve Merchant. <laughs> That's a not, Ringing not a good enough, is it? I know her. She's called Louise. Did you like that song, not Steve Merchant? Note. Why? What have you got against it? I just it? wasn't paying attention. Right, it's a hateful attack inspired by nothing. We were talking <laughs> exactly. about that BMP ballet dancer. Do you agree with allowing BMP ballet dancers, or should they be made to believe in nice stuff? I fear that you've um, confused. I don't think she's trying to express her views through she the is, media ballet, is she? Yeah, she keeps kicking swastikas. I started running with the um, Combat 18, what uh, they like? I believe was an, uh, there's an offshoot of the BMP. That's right, yeah. A yeah, more yeah. extreme version. And I, w when I was young, I was at a party once and I took to um, phoning up phone boxes, you mm. know, late at night, and uh, we would all gather on the phone and hear whoever, what, whichever oddball answered the phone. Right. And a guy answered it and I said, oh, hello there, and I made some crack. And mm. he, uh, he said, oh, you've missed with the wrong bloke, mate. I'm Combat 18. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was inspired. I said, what are you doing in a phone box in the middle of the night? Are you having your annual meeting. <laughs> I thought that was nice like proper line. satire. You know Good, I mean? that is, because he's just on his own in a phone box. Brilliant joke. Yeah, it's, it works on so many levels. Loads. And he, uh, he just said, uh, you don't know what you don't know, you're messing with me. I'm calling my 18. And he started swearing and all cursing and stuff. And I got a little bit panicked, hung up. <laughs> of course, I wasn't calling from my phone, I was calling from someone else's at someone else's house. Of course. And of course, he 1471. <gasps> 1471 so yeah. from Combat 18. <laughs> exactly. So many numbers. Fearsome. <laughs> exactly. Was it just a and, boast uh, or was it really? Well, he started saying various threatening things, which It's a weird you know, thing. To sort of immediately say, like, right, I want you to know I'm racist. You could have gone, well, I'm a nice, tall, blonde, yeah. blue-eyed fella. I'm lovely. Exactly. You won't have any problem with me. Yeah. It'll probably make me president. And, uh, he carried on phoning back. We'd hung up and he'd phone back again. And, uh, of course, I never mentioned this to the owner of the house. Oh. 
So I just scuttled off. Okay. I've had a bit too much to drink. I'm going to head home. I think. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. I don't know whether they, the house is still there and it's firebombed or what. I've made you a target for racists now. I'm <laughs> yeah. probably going to carry on with yeah. my own life. Yeah, so I'm going to see us. Pot, you know, lovely party though. Uh, yeah. Great barbecue. Really things, enjoyed yeah. it. Oh, we had a laugh, didn't we? <laughs> well, oh, best of luck. Yeah, yeah. Best of luck. It's a cruel, cruel world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, Steve Merchant. We've got some people right that want to quiz you about your feelings, your thoughts, your views, yeah. stuff like that. Are you prepared to participate in that, yeah, Steve? Yeah, I guess so. You seem like quite an amiable, if not malleable man. Thank you. So let's get the, the first person who wants to quiz you is called Joy. Joy, are you here, dear? I am. Hello, I'm calling from Boston. Good. Yeah. Thanks for calling us all the way from Boston. It's kind Thank of you. you. You do you like our radio program? I like it. I listen to it online. It's very kind of you to do that. Now, Great. Steve Merchant is here. He's Hi, Steve Merchant. Hello, Joy. Oh my gosh. Yes, you should be excited. I am excited. Have you excited. just fallen off a chair? Well, I'm a very big fan of, of your work. Thank you. Um, but I'm also a very big fan of you in Thank general. Uh-huh. What um, beyond his work are you a fan of? <laughs> like, cause like, what beyond like, his work, right? Do you yeah. know? What, what do you like that? He's long. No, well, okay, I'm four foot eleven. Right. So, you admire you know, his height. it's not going to happen, but I do really like you, Steve. I think you're very talented. You shouldn't be looking at this as a sex service. You should, well, you should give yourself more credit, Stephen. That's Thank you very much, Joy. Okay. Well, we don't know how much credit he gives himself. Okay. <laughs> so his name daubed all over everything he's involved in. That's true. Well, here's my here's my thing. <laughs> I am um, old, getting on in getting on in years. How old are you? Well, this year that it's 2007, I'm going to turn 30. That's not old. That's not old. Oh, not me. This is oh. Radio Two. The okay. average listener can't even switch off this filth, <laughs> even as they want to. They have to hit the hit the hit the radio with their canes. <laughs> 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 We've got a young, frosting audience. Oh, I'm sorry. oh wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> well, so I am thinking about packing up my life and moving to London. Okay. Mm. And I need your help. I need your advice. I don't know. I don't know what to do. It means leaving my whole family, leaving my life. But I, I'm, I'm intrigued by the idea. The best and person I, and to I'd ask like about to know this what's so good about London. is Steve Merchant. <laughs> Steve, what should this woman, Joy, do? Well, I think it's very important that we first discover what Joy does and what she hopes to do in London. I mean, do, what do you do for a living, Joy? I am a, well, you call it a university. We call it college. Uh -huh. A resident director, so I work with college students. I live in a dorm with college students. Right. And, and what do you I hope to gain from traveling here to London? You'll be homeless. I that is no a step plans. down the social no scale. Nothing. That seems foolish. I don't think you've thought this through. Though. You've got all the money on the plane ticket. You've not even thought about accommodation. It's madness. Yeah. I know. Because, like, I don't want to prejudge anyone, but a college professor is a better job than no, no, a tramp. No, no, not a professor. Definitely. Marginally. Not a professor. Oh, no, not, a professor. Not, not a professor. What is no, it that you I, do? I'm in charge of the dormitory, oh. so I live in, a, in the dorm. Ah, you've you got free accommodation at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, though, there's only a wafer-thin line between you and homelessness now, isn't it, really? true. Is she hey, coming? I'm coming Just... to London on Thursday, actually. Right. Next week. Right. I Try might to... be busy next Thursday, Joy, <laughs> truth be told. I mean, I don't want to, you know, you sound like a very sweet woman, yeah. but if a woman phones up from Boston yeah. at 11 o'clock at night and says she's coming next Thursday, no, it's I, it sounds like you're expecting maybe to hook up and uh, have a lovely cup no. of coffee. Well, um, sure. Uh, yeah. Or, is that an invitation? Be nice if you made an effort, Steve. <laughs> um, just, you look funny together. I don't want to seem, I don't want to seem rude to Joy, mm. but there's always that slight I nervousness, isn't there? That she, she could, could be understandable. Uh, sort of killer. 
could be a Combat 18 member at this stage. Yeah. We've not aroused her anger. Could you maybe hang out with Russell first and let him yeah. get the measure of you? I mean, this yeah. guy's what he'll, he'll happily accept you, even if you are a lunatic and a maniac. Yeah. He, this, that would just be thrilling to him. Absolutely. I like that. I like the idea of a loony from overseas turning up, slap down in the middle of my life. That'd you be could nice. probably crush out at his place, I imagine. That's, I don't see that being a problem. Red wine bottles and you've solved so many of my problems. Hey, speaking of loonies, I have to say hi to all of the people on Pilkopedia.co.uk forum. They okay. listen to your show, Russell. Stephen, we're all going to listen tomorrow. We're really excited about your new show. Good luck. Thank Julie, you. thank you very much. You have been a lovely contributor to our all the show. Best, Julie. And Steve will meet you next Thursday. We'll pass his details on to you <laughs> uh, immediately. You're off air. But okay. there goes old Julie, the best damn American dormitory mistress we've ever had on this show. Indeed. I think you were quite helpful to her. Do you, do you I, I don't feel I've helped sufficiently. Not but really. I just wonder if she's thought it through, Russell. That's Is she problem. moving here just to see you? I think that was the main that was motivation. The first, she's. If she's, I mean, I don't, but if she's, what did she say, what, four foot what? She's four a tiny, tiny woman. She could probably fit in one of my shoes. Probably <laughs> in one of my shoes. She won't know she's here. No. That's the occasional <laughs> erratic decision being made from near your shin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but the only time you register her. What's that you've got in that jiffy bag? It's Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely gal she's turned out to be. Right, okay, this radio program's nearly an end. So what time tomorrow are you on Six Music, Steve Merchant? Three o'clock. And will you have any special phone calls to anyone? Wouldn't have thought so. Come on, Steve! Oh, uh, it's true. I did just ask Russell if he would contribute to the radio show so tomorrow. He's that. a broadcasting, uh, experienced broadcaster now. And I, I know how to do a broadcast. So if nothing else, and probably nothing else, it'll be worth tuning in just, just for, that. To, for that five minutes. That'll be lovely. Okay, this radio program's nearly over. Noel Gallagher never turned up, did he? As usual. Oh no, we phoned him. He's off on holiday. We wish him well. Right, now the poet laureate of the show, Mr. G, likes to summarise our show in the form of a poem. Here he comes. Welcome him with Bonhomie that we can try now. This is the journey. All aboard the night train, as we trundle off down the tracks of the ridiculous and the strange. First stop, Lockstown, where wild trevors are all abound. If you put your ear to the ground, you can hear coal dispensers all around. Next up, we have the mysterious Matlands, where the infamous bicycle man stands, and the study of holding mouldy folders seems to attract kids and their old nans. Last stop, Rasmenistan, cry for help if you can, where vicious rabbits and equal rights ballet inhabit the land. It's now the end of the journey, so I, Mr. G, get my whistle out as I have to shout, all change, please. That was Woo! Summarising this programme, what we have just done there. That's all nice now. Well, it's been a good programme, ain't it? Matt, have you enjoyed doing this programme? Loved it. It's been really good, isn't it? We've helped people, we've given good advice. There's this, this couple, Pete and Anita, we've helped them get together. They didn't even know each other a couple of weeks That's ago. Lovely. It's lovely, they're getting on really well now. Although, actually, the phone did chillingly <laughs> go off during the interview. Are you going to have to buy a hat, Russell? I think there might be oh. a hat, but I think it'll be a black pallbearer's <laughs> hat for the funeral of Anita. So, Trevor, have you enjoyed this show? I have, yeah. It's yeah. been lovely, hasn't it? It's been great, and thanks, Claire, for that calendar that Thanks, some good girl us. made us a calendar. Yeah. It's nice. It's very sweet. Yeah. It's, it's a lovely calendar. Thank you for sending us that. Thanks to to everybody who's been involved in this programme. Now, we'll have a little bit of the old newsy-poos now with Andrea Simmons. We like to get a word. We like to get a word forced into the news, Steve. Can you think of a word? And then she'll say it, and then when you listen to the news, you think, bloody hell, we've influenced the news. The immediate word I think of is, I once decided it would be fun to have a nickname, yeah. and I said uh, to my friend Phil Williams, I tell you, Phil, everyone's calling me Spud nowadays. Spud? <laughs> so what about Spud? Spud. Spud. Can, Andrea, can, can you get that into the bloody old news? Okay, well, thank you, Steve Merchant. You've been a wonderful guest. Thank, thank you, you, G, for your poetry. Thank you all. We'll be back next week. Listen to our podcast. We're trying to get to number one in front of people like Steve Merchant and Ricky DeVace. <laughs> there, like a colossus, scuttle about at their feet we do, like joy in a jiffy bag. This is Russell Brand, it's 88 to 91 FM, Radio 2 from the BBC. Here is the news. <laughs>